It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You have heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As has been said, uh, through all of our relationship, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. You can understand that Josh will make sure you are not paying more in fees than you are seeing in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would like to think. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the four. 48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad that you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid endorser. Always fun, crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Royce Unchained. All right, Patrick. So another Monday after the conference championship games. Let's talk about the officials again. Uh, I've been contemplating this for a while now, but of the four major sports, Uh this is uh, baseball's advantage, and I said this earlier, baseball's advantage is that it's objective. It's either a ball or they can miss them. But when you look at a play, you can tell whether he's safe or out, right? Yep. You can tell whether he's safe or out or whether it's a ball or a strike. Yep. So it's there's no the, – the, there used to be an interpretation when the umpires were allowed to have any strike zone they wanted, right? But now they're getting judged and everything. So it's an objective game, and the umpires – with now that they have the uh, the re- replay, they don't influence the game. They don't decide winners and losers that often anymore in baseball, right? Uh-huh. Hockey is because there's so few points. They can, you know, put a team on a power play in a controversial fashion can certainly, but generally speaking. They'll put you back on a power play if they have time to do it, right? If they, if they call two in a row on you, generally, I don't think it's as grievous as it used to yeah, be. Yeah, but, but they still try and they yep. still try to they still try to even it up. And the NBA, yep. for all the number of points that are scored on officials' decisions on refereeing, mm-hmm. they also they are the most dedicated, generally speaking, of even it up, right? That if you know, trying to, unless you really irritate them by. Yeah. Then no, yep. then they might, definitely screw then you. They might, they might screw you, but they probably aren't going to do that in the playoffs. You know, they're going to be more likely to do that in the regular season. And, you know, numerically you should say that the NBA officials have the greatest influence on the outcome of games, but I don't think that I think it's the NFL without, without doubt. I think it's the NFL because it is so, subjective the uh the officiating and and we give tremendous example of that yesterday in the second game now i'm going to call holding the same and then they can show it and they can say well yeah it's holding uh, uh, mike big mike can say yeah it's holding he held him okay mike how about the other 22 times that the same play wasn't called right right that and uh and then we can say, okay, uh, Pat Mahomes, you know, roughing penalty, okay. Uh, 
How come it took six seconds for the guy to throw the flag? Did he wait for the crowd? Did he wait for the crowd reaction? That was a that was a Duke worthy dive that Pat made, but it's a dumb dumb penalty. Right, the guy shouldn't hit. Yes, but okay, yeah. They, well, they got that one right. There's no controversy. How about the block in the back on uh, the uh, yes. on the kickoff on the return that brought the ball yeah. out to? How about killing a third and nine play? Yes, when it had no effect on the play, zero. And it, they didn't kill it. Yeah. They didn't kill it. If they'd killed it. Yeah, you're right. If anybody on the whole field, and that guy, the back judge or whatever, whoever he was, only took about two steps and then gave when they showed the replay. He wasn't going like this. He wasn't. Nobody knew that it was killed. And then you, I was very disappointed in Zach Taylor after the game, by the way. Very classy. Didn't mention the officials. I was hoping he'd blister him, but I knew he wouldn't. He doesn't seem to be. He doesn't want to get fined. Too. Well, I don't think it's a fine. It's more he's got that, you know, Kevin O'Connell image, right? Even more boring. He blistered him during the game. Oh, I did like to see that. Oh, These guys cannot get oh, thrown out of games. Guy, that guy that had to stand next to him, he mother bleeped him and the whole crew for. That's the job I wouldn't yeah, want. No. Because you know. Side judge. Okay, you just. You just put the screws to him. You can't throw the flag, right? Right. You can't throw the flag again right? to really make it ridiculous, you know. But, uh, yeah, it, they, they just have an incredible influence on the, on the outcome of a game when they decide to call a penalty. Mm-hmm. And... It dry and it's they know and then we got uh, Serator as you pointed out he actually did tell say that he wouldn't have made, called one of the pass interference calls, but uh, he's okay because he's an old Big Ten basketball official too who would throw you out of game in a heartbeat, but uh, uh, I think that gives him an attitude, but the uh, Mike and all of them. Know that the NFL wants you to say they were that was the right call, right? Mm-hmm. So, ninety four percent of the oh, time yeah. they say it's the right call, but they're you're basically cherry picking plays because you're you're not pointing out how often they're calling stuff that they hadn't called the rest of the game, and they're you know and they're deciding the game. It's people say, well, you should never look at the clock. You should never look at the you never see the impact on the outcome. You should just make the call like you always make the call. But they don't. They don't. It's not the call they've been making all day long. They just decided to make this one. It's an impossible game to officiate. Yes. But what you have to do is what they did basically the year after the uh the the drop pass in the end, the the touchdown that they didn't give, which they're back, by the way, taking away touchdowns. But uh, this is true. Uh, the the, uh, the Des Bryant the one, play, yeah, what? the one was it the Super Bowl here where they didn't call anything? Oh, they they redid the rule right, right before yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, it was gorgeous. It was yeah, glorious. But, but and then they didn't call any penalties during the game. Hardly, right? You were allowed. Yeah, to, I loved it. Which is amazing that you could put up ninety points with no penalties being called. But they that they and. The playoffs have been for several years now. I've had fewer flags, but now these guys show up. Yesterday, both games, they threw a lot of flags. Because that was the was it the Tampa Bay Green Bay conference? Was that a conference championship game a few years back where they didn't throw any flags until the end, and then mm-hmm. and then they, they threw a flag? I think it was on a a pi on like Tyrell Johnson or something. Yeah. But you're right. You you've said this for a long time when the season starts, and I think you're right. The officials should say. How can we not impact this yes, game? How can not, we, not how can we yeah, impact it? You're not saying, boys, let's come out. Let's go out there and take over this game like a Hockley does. I'm, I'm, guess, I'm guessing we're getting Hockley for the Super Bowl. Have we found out yet? You know, I'll look. I don't know if we've uh, Have they, uh, found hope, out yet. I'm glad Ron Torbert's season oh, is done. God almighty. Plus, get a microphone that works. You know, it kept broken. Oh, God. They were terrible. They were terrible. I even got upset at the Mahomes call because uh, not because it, you know, it, it was not, you know, he was out of bounds, but uh, the fact that it took so long to throw the flag that if you have to think about it, don't throw it. That's my theory. Yeah.
Although on PIs, they they wait ten seconds sometimes. Yeah, you got to wait for that thing. It. Yeah, they think about it. Yeah, well, they and that's when they're deciding. Uh, should I make these guys punt or not? You shouldn't. You know, they, yeah, okay. I think I saw a hold twelve seconds ago. Yep. And uh, I'm going to call it. It drives me. I I hate him. Carl Sheffers. Carl Sheffers. Carl. Good old Carl's got it. Yep. This will be his third. Isn't Carl famous for uh, the giving the ball to the wrong team on the coin flip or something? No, that was Jeff Triplett. I think. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that was goofy Jeff, Jeff Triplett. I get my Sheffers you know tied what? up with my Triplett. What? What's? Oh, Hockley's got to be mad. He doesn't get a big, big game. The problem with this whole whole thing too is is you know a lot of the longtime guys finally got out because one. The rule book's so huge now, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it is. Or two, they got these TV gigs where they, they just yeah, go right. and say, hey, they're doing a great job. I say they should have 12 rules. That should be their limit. It's 12 rules. You know, if 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 we got to add one, we take one off. There's only 12 things. It is the Not, most. It's like this. Yeah. It's a dictionary. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, and they add to it every year. And, yeah. And then they say, okay, last year you screwed this up, so we're yeah, going to make this a point. Yeah, but then they go, but then they just end up screwing how, up more stuff. How can you go into a season and say, okay, this year I want you to look at how much weight a player puts on the quarterback yes. when he sacks him? And if you think it's too much weight, throw a flag. Yes. Yes. And it, what? who are these guys? I mean, they're, they're not physio- physicists or anything. I mean, what? Yeah, but so yeah. with the determination, like there's no, that's no. not a rule. That's a no. subjective, just take a guess. Yes, that that is true. And, uh, you know, did, uh, did the, uh, you know, the 49ers had no chance once Brock got hurt. But did we put too much weight on Jalen Johnson? That's, yeah. Why didn't they call it? How about when McCaffrey was stood up? There was three guys had him standing up, and some guy ran from eight yards and smacked him with the helmet in the chest, and they didn't call it. I know. And then they turn around, and you can rough the quarter. You know, you can run by the quarterback. And uh, I would say fully healthy, though, back to the game. Pat Mahomes is probably better than Joe Burrow, but not by much. Yeah, it's a, not by much. Yeah, they're, they're, I just assumed it's a wash to me. But I, yes, yes, I just because Burrow is a way better athlete than because he's a white boy and he's not blazing. I bet if he and I bet if he and Mahomes have a foot race, it isn't that lopsided. A couple of those runs he made on Sunday were yeah. fantastic. Yeah, especially the sees the yep it sees the and it goes the around middle, the guy. middle split and what's it one's for twenty five thirty yep. yards. I thought they were the best. If I had been at the uh, casino, St. Croix, on uh, Sunday, I wouldn't have bet the first game. I might have bet the over or the under, but because uh, I, I didn't know who I liked in that game beforehand. And I would have bet the Bengals had been very upset because <laughs> yep. it was two and a half, right? Yes. Two and a half. So yes. I would have been. It was uh, a, beyond the officiating, it was a fun game. Oh, they're good teams. Two good teams. They, uh, the Bengals, all through it, everybody talked about the Bengals redone, inexperienced offensive line and all the sacks, and they'd held up pretty well, but uh, even against Buffalo, but not Kansas City hit him a lot, didn't mm-hmm. they? So, anyway, yeah, it was that was a good game. The first game was a Ugh. turn it off after a while when <laughs> when when you when you say okay. Uh, Brock Purdy's courageously going back into the game, but he can't throw a pass. Yeah. That's, uh, that kind of cuts it. I wanted the, the McCaffrey to play quarterback. Yeah. They kept threatening it. Yeah. I just put he him would in. have had a better chance. Yeah, at least he can. Yeah, sling but they the kept ball. running all these exotic running plays. Well, you got to throw it. Yeah. Because they, they showed it. On, they had 11 guys within four yards of the line of scrimmage. I would have let McCaffrey have a shot. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Jeez, that's uh, that was really disappointing though, because I thought that that would be a fun game at least. Mm-hmm. And once Purdy got hurt, it was just over. You know what's amazing about the NFL and the size of the rosters, though? Nineteen sixty-six, which is the first Super Bowl year, right? In the sixty-seven, yeah, sixty-six. Yeah, because January sixty-seven, right? First Super yeah. Bowl. Uh Baltimore has Unitas, and I don't think it was Earl Morrill. It might have been somebody else. Get hurt. Mm-hmm. With two games left in the season, 
and Tom Maddy, a running back, becomes their quarterback. Yep. And he, I think he won the last two games of the regular season. And he only, and then he went to Green Bay for the championship game or the playoff game. And uh, they only got beat 13 to 10. He played quarterback, but they didn't have, you couldn't go get a guy off the street that was an actual quarterback. That's what so I'm they, saying. They played Tom Maddy. You know, there's no practice squad back then, no right. extra guys. I think when the Vikings first went to uh, first year, there was the roster was like 36 or something. And they all played all the exhibition. They'd have like 55 guys in camp. They'd play all, they played 30, you know, they played 40 minutes of the exhibition. Didn't game. they play about six preseason games? They did five or six. One year they played six, but they always played five. Yeah. That's incredible. And they got up there. They got up to Bemidji in like July. 10th and stayed for months, weeks. I would argue of all the sports that we watch closely, that's the one. They've all changed a lot, yeah. but that's the one that's changed the most. Oh, yeah. It yeah, was it, such a fly-by-night operation oh, God, for so long. Yeah, we were the, you know, people, you look at what the Vikings are now and what Major League Baseball is. We were the 14th team. We were the 14th team. And they, they all played in... We talked about this. You look at the field. You look at the Jets celebrating their going to the yeah. Super Bowl on a field that they wouldn't make you play on at Hayfield High School. That's yes. a better, you know, the, the fields. And the, the, everybody played in a baseball park, basically. Mm-hmm. And they were all god-awful. And I know. believe when the Jets started as the Titans, they played at the polo grounds. They probably, yeah, I'm sure they did. Because I think the, <laughs> the Giants uh, were at Yankee Stadium yeah, right across the street. I think the, uh, the, uh, uh, the way back in the day when Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn had a team, and then there was, there were the New York Yankees and the New York Giants were in the league. And Brooklyn, I don't know that they were the Americans or something. Mm-hmm. But I think when World War II was, when Pearl Harbor bombing is announced, in '41, it was uh, the game was being played at the Polo Grounds. It's um, Brooklyn versus the Yankees or something. Now right. the Gi- Brooklyn versus the Giants at the Polo Grounds or something like that. When they, you know, that famous clip when they interrupted, we interrupt this broadcast to tell you that we're <laughs> we're entering World, World War Two. World War Two again, again. The damn Germans have started another one with their pals from Japan. You know, as Norm Macdonald said. One of my funniest, one of the funniest things he said was talking about wars. And he said, you know, I can't remember what the setup is, he says, about countries fighting, you know, the Spanish-American War, you know, and uh, Spain, you know, the French-American War and stuff. And he says, Germany, at the start of World War One." They didn't fight a country. They fought the world. (laughs) And then he comes back and says, and then 21 years later, Germany once again fought the world. (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, I was thinking about, I was thinking about, what was I thinking about? He would have had a, he would have had a great tirade about something uh, being a, itinerant gambler that he, you know. Oh, just God, a, yeah. Just, just a, a tweet about a costume. Yeah, a fanatical gambler. So, uh, you know, but lot, I mean, some of this, there's a, there's a documentary on him. Have you seen it? Like, no, uh, a bunch, bunch of them. David Spade was a buddy of his, and uh, they have Letterman's on it. And uh, who's the, the guy that was he was on with all the time? The I can't, uh, you know, but they got five or six of his buddies on there just right. telling, telling stories about, like, he'd be, he'd go to Vegas and lose 150000 on a weekend, you know? And, uh, you know, one time he was like, Spade, I think, was telling the story. He was like, 120000 He runs into him in Vegas and norms up 120000 And he sees him the next day and he says, how do I, how did it go? And he says, I'm now even, <laughs> you know, there's something he just gave it away. So anyway, yeah, it was, uh, but you know, you know, one day, you know how you know in football, how King NFL is when the golf tournament, 
the mm-hmm. famous golf tournament uh, has to end on Saturday. They don't, uh, you know, they, they played Wednesday through Saturday. I saw start on Wednesday, this, yeah. This year to avoid being on against the NFL. Oh, yeah. That's Maybe a- it's Jim Nance. Maybe it's because of Nance. The, uh, Jim Nance can't. You know, can't do the Sunday broadcast, so we're gonna uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do it. But yeah, yeah, you can't even play a, a ma- you know one of the major secondary golf tournaments right. and, and against them on Sunday. Now, a Super Bowl Sunday, they always play the Phoenix one, but the game starts late enough. Yeah, they they can, start you can like go to the, the college kids can go out there. And Plus, get they're all drunk. drunk. Yeah, get drunk at three, and then they go back and watch the. That's what the the waste management. Yeah. I was down there uh, when uh, the Giants beat the unbeaten Patriots and uh, staying in a, a, the Marriott down the street from uh, where the golf tournament was. And uh, that was a, you, you know, you you leave at nine in the morning for the stadium to get away from the crowd at the, at because, the, I mean, they get 100,000 people there. They bust them in from all over the parking lot. Oh, for the golf. Yeah. Although they ruined that, they built great big bleachers and made it expensive and stuff because it just started off as a bunch of drunk college students yeah. deciding to go down there and heckle, you know. It's a fantastic idea. Yeah, not now, not now. We got to make money at it. So for golf, that's a fantastic idea. So how how was your uh, uh, speaking engagement to the Twins fans on Saturday? It was great. Oh, that's a that's a nice blue. It's kind of the. Uh, uh, the Twins Daily crowd is, I don't know, Meltdown, they call it or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of a, it reminds, the crowd kind of reminds you of the Julian's crowd for the hot stove, which I think they also had last week. Well, I know Lavelle was there. And, uh, uh, but it's, these are not high buck fans, but they're, they're hardcore baseball fans and they follow Twins Daily and, uh, they, uh, you know, it was it was good. They can, they're irreverent and they they like the game. I think that the, the that that's a crowd that still likes baseball. You know, not just the beer that's associated with the. No, uh, I don't know. Good for them. That you know, in that poorhouse, basically your auditorium to have have something like that is just spread everybody out in the bar, yep. right? And then, well, that's where you did the Chris Carter thing back the music. in the day, right? Or, yeah, or no, not Carter, uh, Ponder. Yeah, yeah, we for did. fifteen hundred. Yeah, we did. We got him on right. Yeah, we made a big deal out of that. So uh, that was uh, that was like pulling teeth. This was, uh, but Gleeman and Bonus were the hosts, and uh, and uh, I mean up up at the thing, and then Perky came in, and he was the main guest. But they they sit in there and drink five dollar beers instead of yeah eighteen dollar beers or something. So it, it was good. It's the Dana Dana Wessel baseball crowd. That's who it is. <laughs> you know, uh, those kind of guys. So it's uh, it was fine. I hope you told Perky that you want honest analysis on Bally Sports North this season. I told Perky that uh, we want you to do more games, but let's remember what I told you before you did your first game. Less is more. Less is more. You don't have to analyze every pitch. Unlike some other <laughs> big, tall first baseman we know, you don't have to just. I think Ken Herbeck's done a great job. You know what? The it, it you ha, I have the same problem in writing. A lot of times, people do. It's when you don't feel like you've made your point. Yes. Then you just keep going and going. <laughs> yes. You should just admit. I might not have properly made my point, but I'm going to shut up anyway because I've now gone 15 seconds. And there are uh, 300 pitches in a game. I yeah. don't have to analyze every one of them. And these TV guys, this Greg Olson, God, imagine how bad he'd be on baseball when there was even more time to kill between, you know, between things. I think people are uncomfortable with dead air too, right? They are. That's, that's so the like thing. So like there's a nothing pause. Wrong. Yeah, the greats, the greats of the game have always uh, been willing to pause and let the, you know, the as crazy as Madden was, he didn't have to analyze. He, he missed a player once, you know, he didn't have to draw something or on, on every play. Yeah, it's it's a it's amazing though. The the PR machine of the NFL is incredible and 
and those referee analysts are part of it as the yes. part of the incredible PR machine because people people leave. You know, I mean, obviously, Bengals fans are mad. I suppose I don't think Forty ers fans can be too mad because they know they didn't have a chance once they didn't have a quarterback, but fans, but you know, the neutral millions that are watching say, well, look, they showed it. It was, it was interference. It was holding. They showed it. So they don't, you know, they don't go any deeper than that. So it's a, it's an amazing PR machine, the NFL. Oh, it's one of the best there is in the world. Probably at anything. I was in a car for a while on, uh, in the, at the start of the second half of that game, I was doing something and got in and out of the car. I heard four plays, and three of them got stopped because somebody was hurt. Mm-hmm. It's, I was thinking, man, alive. You're asking these guys to play. This is game 19 for these two teams because they did they know only one of them had a bye. This is 20 for Cincinnati, mm-hmm. 19 for and now we're going to throw another regular season game at them because uh, you know the players are going to gave cave in on that one. Yeah, because they'll actually get paid more. Yeah, they get paid more, but there's you know they're also lose more limbs and uh, it is and remarkable the, yeah. the attrition. Yes, that all that also takes place. Oh God, it, it's in it's inhumane. There's never been anything like this. Sixteen games was perfect. You know because when boom boom. And Dave Osborne and those, you know, guys were playing and chugging forward. You you didn't have athletes like this coming up and blowing you up all the time. I mean, you didn't have, I mean, they've done a lot trying to lower the velocity of, of hits, you know. Yeah. They don't let you come up and clothesline a guy, but they're just, they're just such bigger, stronger, faster athletes. When they hit you, it hurts. Well, those guys played 14 regular season games, yes, right? Yes, right, 14. 12, when the when the Vikings came in, mm-hmm. they expanded it to uh, 14 when the when they got the two expansion teams, I believe. I don't, I don't think the Vikings ever played a 12-game season, but they did play 12. I thought 16 that. was perfect. I thought 16 yeah. was fine. And you could have even cut Why down do they want more money? Games. Why do they want more money? What what's the what's the thing? Oh, didn't you see Goodell? He he wants to be at something billion. I'll find it by two thousand twenty-five. I think. Really? They've set a new projection. They want a, a, the the gross the, the gross yeah. or the net the gross. No, I think the gross. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's just how they. What do you think of? I they are they're such great salespeople. They can now get every, get everybody arguing about whether somebody should be Pro Bowl if they if they should make the Pro Bowl team or not. And they're not even playing a yeah. Pro Bowl. Yeah, we're very we're very concerned about the new Pro Bowl fun games. Yes, Goodell's goal by two thousand twenty seven is twenty five billion in revenue. What do they got now? About fifteen, sixteen, probably more. Uh, than that. I would have to find it. Yeah, yeah, twenty five billion. Yeah, and uh, Ziggy. I think poor old Red still living down there in Texas says, "Why'd I sell this thing as cheap as I did?" Huh? Oh know? God, yeah. What was it? Six hundred? Yeah, I think six hundred. We thought, oh, yes, Red made a nice profit there. You know, yep. he doubled his money. But uh, Ziggy's. I don't think is there is there enough money? Could you put a number? Could you could you put a number on an NFL franchise now? Eight billion, seven, eight billion, probably. Denver With, just. With a stadium, the Broncos like, just sold. With so. a stadium like this, I mean that's the thing: practice facility, stadium, it's all done now. You that's know? another reason I mentioned it last week. But that's another reason I'm rooting. I was rooting for the Bengals because they play. They have a uh, they have a uh, practice facility like uh, oh below the Bramer the Bramer Golf uh, Dome. Yeah, not as big though. The Broncos in August of 2022, so this past year, sold for $4.65 billion. That, that Ziggy wouldn't take six, I don't think. Do yeah, well, I mean, with the stadium, no? No, no probably not. Not with this stadium, no. So. But they always, but that's the thing about it. The greed knows absolutely no bounds. So the answer is yes, they want more games, they want more money, and they don't give a damn about the players. 
Uh, yes, that's that is true. That is true. So uh, one of uh, I think we talked about this. And one quick thing, my take from the uh, uh, Twins Fest festivities the weekend. Uh-huh. You know, I'm thinking guys that are that smooth bother me at times, but I think Correa is a pretty good guy. You know, my read on him is. He's okay, guy. What do you think? He's pretty smooth. He's really I, smooth. I can't but tell. But I don't. But I, I think he's. You know, I, I don't think he's. I don't think it's all, PR. You know, I huh. think he just. I think he is naturally a decent fella, because I think he's accepted this, discounted price much better than his agent. Yeah. I, and I and I get the impression that he told. Well, the. <laughs> I get the impression he told Boris, take the money. We'll take this deal. I'm not going to get jerked around again. And, you know, I can't really blame him because Boris makes a big deal about the Mets. Huh? Deal. We, we rescued the deal. And then they use the same doctor as the Giants did. What are they? That's one of the weird. You know, I have no I think, idea. I think that was Cohen trying to get out of it. He was, you know, he was sitting in Hawaii having dinner and Boris called him and he, yeah, we'd take him. And I think he gets back in, in the States, uh, you know, in the mainland. And his people say, we don't need him. We don't need to spend 315 million on a third baseman. You know, let's, you think, uh, yeah, I, I think they want it out. Otherwise, why would they have the same? Well, that is doc- weird. Yeah. I mean, why would they have the same? What, what is he going to change his opinion? Yeah, I know. I didn't know until it got reported well after the fact yeah. that they were basically just going to have the same doctor say, "Yeah, that something looks wrong here." Yeah. So, on Correa, I I don't know because he is. I think he's he's so smooth and he knows he's smooth. Yes. That he thinks he'll he, buy it. Well, and people do, but I'm, you know, I'm always skeptical of uh, those fellows. You don't. Have, we haven't had many that good though. You know, as far as oh, no, being smooth, he's he's an expert he's at it. I mean the the beat guys, the beat people, and uh, they love him because he's he he's, talks. He's present. He's yeah. He comes he's, on talks up before the game and after the game. Yeah. You can. They may not. I mean, once in a while, he'll say if you go shopping at Dior, you got to pay the price. But uh, which was not as pompous a quote as it came off because we all thought I he was saying I only shop at Dior that wasn't what he was saying but uh I don't know I think he's I I'm always skeptical about those fellows but I, yeah, I I'm not I'm not terribly skeptical and it's, you know they would be it would be hard to be optimistic in any way about this team if they hadn't brought him back don't you think Oh God! Kyle yeah. Farmer is going to be your shortstop. Absolutely, like that. Yeah, absolutely. No, his his coming back, I think, changes much the perception now of what what they did. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't bring him, if he doesn't come oh, back, this offseason. Yes, yeah. I I think now the you know the Taylor move, the pitching move. I mm-hmm. think those things all look like okay. It's not too bad because he came back, Mister Baseball, uh, who shall go nameless, but he's a member of my family is not very excited about Michael Taylor. He says he is a terrible hitter. You know, so yeah. he had, yeah, he had, hitter, he had like one decent year while, yeah. a while back, but he's, uh, but yeah, it's nice to have a center, but he's, you know, instead of having Buxton, when Buxton plays and hits third, yeah, this guy's going to have to hit eighth or something. Yeah. So, and, and he's a striker outer too. But. I just like the fact he can go get the ball. Yes. Yes. That's, uh, that's important. I don't, uh, we did, I don't know who wrote it, LaBelle, right? Somebody write it about how they're all in on fielding now. Uh, this, the, I, I don't know who wrote it. Yeah, I think LaBelle on Sunday, right? Yeah. You know, and the, it, the long ball is gone. Is Well, you, you got Joey Gallo. I right. mean, you still got, you're still dedicated to the home run with yes. this team. They're still dedicated to the home run. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Kirilov is uh, a very big well, key to this team because he can hit. I don't think they got enough heat last year for how stupid a team they were. 
in set base running oh, yeah. fi- in the true. field like i think this is an acknowledgement that we were dumbasses and like they played some of the dumbest games i've seen last year and i feel like this is a correction of that it hasn't been acknowledged that way but you know i was tired of seeing the fundamental breakdowns yeah that's true you got Miranda playing third, yeah. and he apparently lost 15 pounds, but he doesn't strike me. <laughs> we got a, the new Sano story he every year. Yeah, well, he... Someone's lost weight. Although, uh, if Miguel lost 15, yeah, you, couldn't tell. you wouldn't know it. But, uh, but I don't see him as a fundamentally sound player. No, you're probably right. If he's going to play 100, 130 games at third base or something that's Carlos I'm very interested about uh where shortstops if if the if when right-handed hitters are up the shortstops are back you know playing over so that they got to can backhand the ball in the hole and and to see that's my guess right yeah for the left I mean this all this thing all this is done is basically to put the left-handed hitter back in the game right Mm mm-hmm that's what yeah, so, that's yeah, what they're yes. doing because that's where the shift killed people, right? But um, I'm I'm interested to see when the right-handed pull hitter comes up if they still going to play the guy over in the shortstop hole and leave this gaping hole in them. Uh, and I talked to Balby brief. We talked to him briefly before the thing on Friday and uh, said, "So what? Where are they going to? You know, what's the shortstop going to? Is the shortstop going to?" Once the ball, you you can't move until I mean you can't get on the other side of the base until the ball's released, and it's you, you kind of got this perception: are they going to try to do something with the balls? Well, no. I mean, the, the ball's in play one second later, or right. it's not, so you can't really do anything. Right. But the grass, uh, the grass is going to happen. You can't. So you can't be on the grass anymore. No. That's even, even I'm though, surprised by that. Even though the guy, the second baseman, since. Uh, you know, Charlie Gehringer have been playing yeah. on the grass, so uh, I, that it, part surprises me. Yeah, like I, I like the rest of the el- el- elimination of the shift, but I thought they would allow you to be back on the grass. Mm-hmm. I have hope for the pitch clock when I see a guy like uh, Louis Varlin pitch last year, where he got the ball back, and you know he's been he'd had it for a couple of years, and he just now maybe that was his natural instinct too. But boom, here we go. Let's mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's throw the way. Let's. I think these rule changes, the for the most part, are going to be good. I I don't know about the bigger bases. I don't know that we needed the bigger bases, but no, I, I like the what, shift. I don't know what it rule and the pitch clock. I love. So go for basketball. Uh, you wrote about it for Sunday. Both, uh, I I'm giving Ben two more years. I for you. He says, judge me in year four, and we will. But he'll be gone if they if this. You know, here here's the problem right now. Who, who stays? You know, because okay, if you don't have any name, image, if, if you're Jamison Battle, somebody mentioned this to me, not connected to the program, but if you're Jamison Battle, he's home. You know, he's playing in Minnesota, but after this year, he's going to have one more year left, and he could he's got another free transfer if he wants it, and uh, and at this point. There's no name, image, and likeness money, and there's not much hope that you're going to be a winning team. Yeah. And behind the scenes, somebody calls him up from a top 25 program with some money and says, Jamison, we could use a shooter for one year. What do you do? You know? I mean, what do you do? I mean, you loyalty, loyalty and being home and all that stuff. I mean, it's uh, it's a uh, it, it is. I think the bad teams are getting more. Uh, this is a system set up to make the bad teams get worse, mm-hmm. don't you? Because they're so, they yes, because it money. develops them for they, they don't have right. they don't have nil money and they don't you know they're not going to transfer portal guys aren't going to say wow. I can come and help you build something. No, they want to win now. There is nothing about what college basketball is doing as a whole that makes oh. it oh, fun God, to watch. I have no desire to watch it. And and what's happened here is really sad. Mm-hmm. Like, this is pathetic. Oh, yeah, it is. 
They uh, now the other night they played great. I mean, as good as they can, they played against Indiana, and Indiana missed a lot of three point shots. They played a zone, and the Indiana missed. If they were making shots, it would have been fifteen. But uh, and it, it sounded. I wasn't there. It sounded loud, mm-hmm. but. There was also they announced nine, so that means seven at maximum, right? It means that it's half full. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I just I I just you go into that place, you're, you know, they can bring you in there, and a recruit flies up here in November to check it out, right? Yep. And they say, oh, you should see this place when it's full. Yeah, but tonight there's 3,200 people there. And it's cold and old. <laughs> yes, it's I know. cold and old. And you can see all the warts. Yeah. You can see all the incredible warts. I know. And uh, it's, 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 no, it's, it's, it's a detriment to the program now, that big old building. Yep. They'd be better off uh, with something that held 8,000 people, you know. And Yes, you know, sadly. And, that apparently Rutgers, that's what a Rutgers has is an 8,000 seat arena. They fill it and it's loud. They say, and it's, you know, you think it's an atmosphere, right? Yeah. I just don't know. I love, I love the barn, but I don't know how you sell that with this bad a program, as you said, when it's empty and what kid's going to say, yeah, I want to play there. And any game that matters is on TV and you can watch it at home and you can listen to Corey Provis on a Saturday afternoon or yeah. a Sunday. Who's great, and uh, boy, the the incentive to get off the couch and head it head to the place and walk four blocks, and you know, it's just not very four or five blocks when it's that's two, a problem with all two sports. degrees. Aside yeah, from today football, it's, today if like you it. got a game tonight, it's two. Yeah, it's and two. the Wolves are at home, and you got your sixty inch. <laughs> yeah. TV, but but at least with the wolves, you can park at a ramp and walk over. You know, I I'm mean, just saying. I think in the butt. You, I think the problem because I I tweeted out something on Saturday about about this whole thing that, that we have talked about load management, right? Yeah. And I tweeted out they should have tickets priced on a tier of who plays. Yeah. So if Buxton yes. can't play, if Correa plays, <laughs> yes. and people, oh, what, what what are you talking about? You yeah. know, just go to the game and have fun. I said, but that's the problem. It's expensive to go. Yes. You can watch it on TV. And if Korea don't play, guess what? You turn it off. The NBA is kind of fun this year because it's unpredictable. But what is also unpredictable is who's going to play when you go to the game. Yes. I, I've, been, I've used Toronto as my example. They sell out every game. LeBron's coming to town. Who knows? Could be the last time. No, it doesn't play. You know, he goes up to Toronto. They fill the arena up and they announce it. One in the afternoon that he's going to sit, and so is Davis, and so is uh, another guy. Mm-hmm. Where Kerr had a game, which they won, by the way, a road game. He won, by the way, and four of them did play. Curry, oh, Curry Wiggins. Huh? I don't know if Draymond played, but uh, Curry Wiggins, Draymond, and somebody else. I think Draymond didn't play. Pool? Yeah. Pool played, and he Pool got play. like forty-one. Yeah, but that's something. the thing you don't yeah. you don't know. Yeah, and when, that's the reason why of all the things I like about Ant, he's play, he started every game this season. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, he started, and he's got a bad hip, and he wants to play. He yeah. wants to play, and he's and this team's a lot better when it's Ant's team than it is when it's Cat's team. Yeah. So, oh yes, it is. And one of their key improvements in him is how they don't make Delos no longer point guard, point guard, that he's got the ball all the time. So he, you know, get the ball, make a shot. He's been shooting like crazy for a month. What is he? Almost, he's over 50% on his threes, I think. I think in the first half Saturday, he was like nine for nine in the first half and then yeah. tailed off and missed all the shots in the second half. But yeah, he's been, he's been great because there's less pressure. Yes. Because Ant they, takes they, care of they do less most of the him. heavy lifting now. And uh, one more thing, uh, I would. Does Lindsay get one more year? I got forty-one yesterday. They're they're now heading for last in the Big Ten. What happened? They got off to a halfway decent start. No, they're not strong. They're not. Uh, you see, okay. Now this is an extreme example. Yeah. But you watched South Carolina last year when they won the national team, and they had athletes guarding people up like. 
men, you know, like the men, they got on top of them. Yep. Right? It's not giving them room because they're going to go around. And I watched the Gopher women play, not yesterday. I don't think they're on TV, at least free TV. And uh, uh, a couple, a week ago or 10, and their guard, you know, Meyer Brown, Brown can shoot, but somebody takes a better athlete who's thicker and puts her in her face, you know, it's really hard to get a shot, right? And they, they, they're not, they're not strong. It's, uh, and they, you know, here's, and, and with them, okay. You're a, you're a, a freshman player who's pretty good. You're going to hang with it for four years? Yeah. When you can. When well, that's the thing. You don't have to now if you don't want there, to. When there's 20 teams and 20 good teams. I mean, Scalia, who was Miss Loyal Gopher, she went to Indiana and she's going to be in the. Yeah. Sweet 16, you know, she's their number six in the country. She wasn't, she started early, then she, her minutes were cut down, but now she's playing a lot again and scoring points again. And she's coming back and seeing all her old buddies and saying, boy, I'm having fun. We're winning. Yep. I don't know. Lindsay's, uh, I, I don't think she, they'll probably give her one more year, but that's it. You know, I mean, this is year five. They could by mutual agreement. She should go back to I, TV or something. I think she's lucky that uh, they got a AD who doesn't really care about basketball. Somebody send me a stat. Let me look this up. I got to give it to you. All then right. We, then we can sign off. How late? What time is it? We're damn near done here. Yep. Let me uh, give you this. I five look, more minutes. I got to look up my... Uh, How about that? I got to look up my uh, email here. All right. Somebody send this to me. Okay. All right. Come on. Find Come it. On. I'm find find scrolling. It. I see you scrolling. Is. Here it is. Since Mark Coyle was named Gophers AD in May 2016, the men's basketball program has a Big Ten record of 43 and 83, and the women's basketball program has a Big Ten record of 46 and 67. Combined, Coyle's basketball programs are 89 and 150 in the Big Ten. Wow. Mm-hmm. We miss Norwood. No question we about brought, it. Norwood no, had the, Vista. The, he had the, Vista. The Vista 7. We Vista. missed the Vista 7. You know what? Pacino's doing pretty damn and well, the huh? The thing is, we had, a, we had an AD in charge. A basketball, yep. Mike Ellis, yep. Mr. Vista. Yeah, we were on top of the it's basketball right. world. We, we just were, didn't know it. We did Just because he was a creep. Yeah, we had to fight. Yes. I mean, make him go to therapy for a couple of weeks, but bring the back Vista. Norwood. Bring back Norwood. We have our choice of coaches right now. <laughs> yes, right. Although, you know what? The he was going to get Brad Stevens, remember that? Oh, God. Yeah, and then uh, Shaka. He, Shaka was he was going to get Shaka, Shaka then Brad Stevens, <laughs> yes. and then next thing you know, he hires Patino. Yeah. You know what the positive is there, though? Motsko. They're oh, selling they're out good. again. Really? Uh, they have a good crowd? Michigan State, back-to-back, great crowds. For a terrible opponent, too. Yeah, not much of an opponent, but that's good. It, he's got, they're so damn good now, they can't not ignore yeah, the other night. Good for Moscow. 8-0. 8-0 on Friday, and then uh, they got behind by a, uh, by a goal, I think, on Saturday and came back and won like 5-2 or 5-3. Yeah, they're good. They're going to win it. They should. You might not You might not win it, but they, every game you play, you're going to be the team expected to win, right? St. Cloud, which was one, got lost, swept by got Duluth. Duluth, yeah. Declan's team, absolutely. That league, that league is uh, tough. Yeah, you know, North, you know, mediocre as hell, North Dakota. North Dakota goaltending problems. They're gonna. Oh, really? That's what my spies tell me. They can't mm-hmm. settle on a goaltender. Well, you know, it's a very important part of the game. Yes, it is. It's like it's quarterback, like and quarterback, football. quarterback, quarterback, and football. And football. Come full circle. Now, if, for instance, if Moscow's team was had had their had had their fourth string quarterback hurt, one, two, three, four. If he was at his fifth goalie. He'd be in trouble. He'd be sunk. Yes, he would be. He'd be sunk. Although, you know. He's got close, and he brought this kid in that they thought is the future, and he never gets to play. In retrospect, what's weird is arguably one of the best things that took place was LaFontaine bolting to Carolina because the Hurricanes were such devious bastards. That was And this close kids have been great ever since. What a brutal decision by that kid, and what a gutless, uh, 
uh, thing by the Carolina oh, Hurricanes. They didn't really need him, too. They no, like for one they, they game. They played him once, right? Yeah, and he gave him eight goals or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and they never played him again. And the the worst part about that, the second he left, you said, son, that was a big mistake. Yes, yeah. because he, he was never going to be a pro. He's a good college goaltender. Yeah, well, yeah, he's going to be a pro, but... Well, not the not where in the minor, yeah. yeah, he'll be making twelve bucks a year. ECHL or something. or maybe go to Europe and play uh, some league over there. Yeah, maybe. Where is he? Does anybody know? Uh, I think he's he in might still ECHL. be in the Carolina, France. Yeah, but I, I bet he's down below the American Hockey League. You know what, young men? These teams that are playing with you, what they tell you they're going to do. And what they're going to do are very often different things because they're devious bastards. Yep. Just like all, just like college coaches. So. Oh God, yeah. But Moscow's a great guy, so we're we're all happy for him. And what's amazing is, with more competition than ever, they're back to getting the guys they want. You know? Yeah. They, they used to. They used to. Oh, pick, he's doing great. They used to pick their six. And then complain when other teams took Canadians or something. Yeah. They wanted to take the six best Minnesotans and then have you take everybody else. But now, you know who's great? This Pat? guy don't care. Snuggerud's kid. Oh, Dave Snuggerud's kid can he shoot the puck? He's going to be a gr- really damn good pro. Yeah. He's got a little size to him too. Doesn't yes, he? and uh, I remember the the old man being far more of a worker. He was mm-hmm. good, but I yeah, remember Snuggie. him being a worker. Wonderful. This kid's got talent. Snuggy is a great guy too. Yep. Yeah, they're good, man. They're good. I texted Motsko after that. I watched a little bit. I said, "I said when you guys are good, you're something." <laughs> you know, when they after the eight oh, you know, I said Cause some nights they're yes. they're not great. Yeah, but, but when they're they're going to be on their game every playoff game, and how are you going to beat them? Exactly. exactly. They got they got unbelievable players. All right, sir. Oh, bless you, Gazunheit! Fight that sneeze. I thought I was going to make it to the end, but uh, well, Gazunheit, and we'll talk to you next week. That's a good sneeze, though, because I only did it once. How many people can only sneeze once? Usually, it becomes a. um, I'm pretty good at one. My brother used to. But oh yeah, 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 bang, 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 bang. All right.